So let's talk about Fulham first of all. Oh my God, they did it. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, listen, what have you changed your mind at all, Carlos, about the situation with Fulham? About our survival? Yeah, because you've said no, 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 no. Where are you now? I have changed my mind. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> For me, the Anfield game was key. Um, I thought when we had these difficult games coming up, Tottenham, Liverpool and Man City, that Brighton and Newcastle would get enough points to be five, six, seven points away from us. But instead of that happening, we've actually closed the gap (laughs) during during a horrible set of fixtures for Fulham. So that has given me confidence. And the way the team is playing, we could and should have got something out of Tottenham. Yeah. We beat Liverpool away. Now, listen to this. It's only our second ever away win against Liverpool in history. Wow. <laughs> so that incredible. tells you the magnitude of what we achieved. That's incredible. And this season, Parker managed to get our first ever win at Goodison. Yeah. So we're breaking records. And can we play in Liverpool every week? Because we won at Goodison <laughs> and we won at Anfield. So... <laughs> Did you see Salah's face when he got taken off? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. upset. that Something's going on there. He doesn't want to be there, I don't think. I don't know what's going on. What's your thoughts? The talk here is that he's either coming to Real Madrid or to Barcelona. Yeah. And I do think that he might be on his way. He doesn't look happy. No. I don't know what's happened, but um, he hasn't celebrated his goals much, has he? You remember there was a period this season when he was just walking back to the centre circle without celebrating. So I don't know what's going on. He, I believe, doesn't want to be at Liverpool. Yeah, I agree. So he'll go. There are going to be changes, I think, in that squad next season. And now it's just... Also, don't forget, if they don't play in the Champions League, which... It looks like they're not going to. Oh, no. They're not going to attract the players. And those who have been playing Champions League with Liverpool might look elsewhere. Mm. So what's going to happen? Is it going to be another 30 years before they win the title? Wow. Well, it's going to be a while. It's not going to be about 30 years, but it's going to be a long time. So in the last five games, they've won one, lost four. These are the champions. They're eight. There's only 10 more games to go. They're on 43 points. The top points are 65. What? And also, did you hear Klopp? He's people he was asked a question about what you just said about the Champions League situation. And he said, if they don't want to play for Liverpool, I don't want them here. Yeah. That is setting down the marker. And you know, like he said, Salah and lots of other people are probably not going to stay. And what's happened with their centre backs, Phillips, is it? And uh, what's his name? I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, Sunak or something, wasn't it? Cabra- Oscan, Oscan, Oscan I can't remember yeah. his name. Yeah. These guys, they're, they're, gonna, they're not going to make it, are they? They're going to be sold in the summer or got rid of, aren't they? They've had a horrendous time at Liverpool, aren't they? I suppose the kids will stay to see if they develop. Uh, they're not going to be first choice anyway once Van Dijk comes. Hang on, will Van Dijk stay? Yeah. <laughs> because let's face it, a fit Van Dijk is very attractive to other top clubs. Oh, yeah. So, will he stay at Liverpool if Liverpool don't even play Europa League? Yeah, crazy. 
So there are going to be wholesale changes. Now, it, when Klopp says if they don't want to play for Liverpool, they can go, that means that he has um, he is under the impression that there are players there who are not giving their all for Liverpool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, it's a clear statement, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, let's look at the teams above them. So Man City, Man United, they're going to finish first and second, pretty much tag on there. Um, unless Chelsea mix it up a bit. But Chelsea are doing amazingly well under Tuchel. Good season for them so far. Leicester City, they've been good. They've they've had a few little blitz, but overall, they, they should probably finish in top four. So those should be the top four. But below them, the team's probably fine for fifth and sixth. West Ham, brilliant win last night. Everton, having a little blip, but overall, they're doing well under one of my favourite managers of all time, Ancelotti. Uh, and Tottenham, three wins in a row. So, you know, it's going to be difficult to even come close to top six. The teams above them are all winning and they're all consistent. Um, you know, like I said, Everton, yes, they lost. But before that, they had three wins. So, realistically, can Liverpool get into that space? Can realistically they get into space with the team they're having and the way that they're playing at the moment with 10 games to go? Look at the teams below them as well. They've got games in hand. Yeah. Villa yeah. can overtake Liverpool. Yeah, two games in hand. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Arsenal not Everton have still got games in hand over Liverpool, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Everton. One more? Got... They've got Everton. one game in hand? Yeah, West Ham, Everton and Tottenham all have a game in hand over Liverpool. Yeah, um, Liverpool, I think, will probably finish eighth or ninth. Yeah. Um, they've got to put in a tremendous finish hmm. in order to at least challenge, and it doesn't look like they can do it. No. Um, you were saying that they've lost four out of the last five, mm. but you know they've lost their last six at home. Yeah, yeah, good point. That has never, ever happened. Klopp, sh there should be a statue built <laughs> in to honour Klopp's record. <laughs> six home defeats on the trot. It's crazy. It's a madness. And... and... Look, before this season, I'm sure they were talking about putting a statue of the guy, but that's never going to happen now. But let's look at the situation, Liverpool, right? And all the teams, right? So we know in England, we're starting the easing off of the lockdown. And we know that everyone will be back in the stadium on the last day of the season, okay? Now, Liverpool we should be too far gone by that point, really. One game is not going to define your season, surely not. Maybe it will for Fulham, but not for Liverpool. No, no, I don't think it will. Um, people are still saying, Liverpool supporters, I don't think anyone else, that the absence of supporters has hindered them greatly. I don't think that's the case because it's happened to everyone. Yeah. You know, why should we believe that Liverpool have been affected more by having no supporters than anyone else? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so um, I think that's fairly feeble. Yeah. And it's clutching at straws in order to explain something. Everyone is talking about the injuries as well, and um, particularly the defence. But we've got to remember that they have been playing with Salah, Firmino and Mane for practically every match. Yeah. And yet those three players who were scoring for fun last season are struggling to score. Yeah. So it's not all the defence. I mean, Liverpool haven't been conceding four and five goals 
True, they conceded seven against uh, Aston Villa, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Van Dijk was there then. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, um, it's not the defense. Yeah, I mean, that, it's that's... yeah, it's the it's the it's the attack. They're not scoring. Yeah. You could say it's the midfield, but also it's in general, it's the pace at which they're playing, mm. which last season was unreal. Yeah, and this season is back to human. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. And the last time I think they really played well and was their last win was against, uh, was it Tottenham? Or who else were they playing? I don't know who else they played. But Tottenham, Tottenham away they beat, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tottenham away. I, I remember that was the the game which I thought, right, they're back. And I think everyone thought they're back because they played really well then. You know, they were getting in space, moving. But since then, they're back to normal. And like you said, virtually not really delivering what they need to deliver on. But getting back to Fulham anyway, Let's first, first things first, Parker with his white jacket or white coat. <laughs> Is it his lucky coat? <laughs> What's going on? I don't on? know. But long may I've he seen. wear it. Long may he wear it. <laughs> it's incredible. I've never seen it, uh, to be honest, a manager wear a white coat before. Uh, but Oh, cream, was it? But, uh, cream, cream. Off-white, off-white. But, it, it, you know, it definitely did the job. Usually he's in the tie and, and everything, but he looked brilliant, just casual enjoyed it and and it was brilliant um so let's talk about the situation with Fulham right so we've got you've got the same points as Brighton I've watched Brighton serve you as well the last couple of games they have looked like a great team until the final third they control the ball final third I don't know what to do with the ball and the people that are scoring for them well Lalana scored a goal first and 15 Welbeck hardly touches the ball and they don't look like a team who is capable of winning at the moment. That's the reality of the situation. Newcastle, same kind of thing. So Newcastle have had three losses, two draws. New, uh, sorry, Brighton have had three losses, two draws. Newcastle have had two losses, two draws and a win. Um, and you have had one loss, but which we've talked about, which was uh, really shouldn't have been. Um, but overall, you're the team with the most wins out of the three, the teams above you. So I'm going to say something bold. I think you're going to get out of the relegation. And I think the actual battle will be between Newcastle and Brighton for that last spot. What's your thoughts on that? I'm now much more confident because we're being difficult to beat. We're playing good football. We're dominating teams. Yeah. I I think though, I don't know what period of time this statistic refers to but i heard that we are the team that's creating the most goal scoring chances after manchester city uh, trouble is yeah. we haven't got anyone who can put the chances away yeah if we did we'd be mid-table yeah, yeah. but um i said um when we looked dead and buried uh, that if we eventually survived parker should be made manager of the season oh without a shadow of a doubt because okay. to have turned around what we had into what we are i think shows amazing knowledge and hard work and intelligence he's done very very well yes the key has been to turn a defense that was leaking goals into one of the most solid defenses in the premier league and and then uh, our ability to hold on to the ball keep it but not just keep it for the sake of keeping it we're creating chances we're going forward mm. and i think the parker style 
has taken lots of teams by surprise. We dominated Liverpool at home. Yeah. We dominated Liverpool away in the second in the first half. Sorry, mm. we um, had very good phases against Man U at home. Yeah. We were the better team against Tottenham away. Mm. We were the better team against Tottenham in the second half. Was it the yeah. second half? I can't remember. Um, we've been doing very well against brilliant. top teams. You have, you have been brilliant, and 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 I expect you to stay up. So let's look at your schedule. So you got Man City, a tough one. Uh, they're going to want to bounce back after their loss. So let's just count that one out. But Leeds yeah, United, that, yeah. yeah, Leeds United, you're at home. We know even last night we saw Leeds United. Leeds United are struggling. They're tired. Uh, their first 20, 30 minutes, they're firing all cylinders and then they're just, just running out of steam. It's, it's, it's incredible how tired and that last of the walking I talked about yesterday on the live stream um, they become. So I think that you, you've got, and they're leaking so many goals. Basic goals as well, you know that corner for the second goal. I mean, you saw it yesterday. I mean, it's as basic as it gets, isn't it? Defender running through and then watching. It's a training ground goal, isn't it? And then they hit the post, West Ham, with a very similar yeah. corner. Um, thing is, yes, you prepare for that. You know what they're going to do, but very often when an opponent does something particularly well and where they're strong in the, in the air, for instance, in this case, mm. um, they will still catch you out. Um, mm. Because the fact is West Ham are scoring goals like that regularly, yeah. even though everyone knows what they're going to do. Mm. But the fact is that they're very good at it. They're powerful in the air. They've got good um, players to attack the ball. Mm. And, um, and that's their strong point. Yeah. So, um, That's what they're going to finish. I, I think yes, yes. You can say uh, Leeds should have been prepared, and they should have been. Maybe they were. It's just that West Ham are particularly good at that. Um, the number one team in the in the Premiership for scoring for scoring from set pieces. Um, so that says everything about West Ham, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But anyway, yes, Leeds always lose in London. <laughs> they do. If you look back, I think they haven't even got a draw for god knows how long yeah okay um so that that is a winnable match for fulham yeah we have i um calculated that we have five winnable matches mm -hmm. between now and the end of the season mm -hmm. say we mess up two mm -hmm. and win three of those and get a few draws that could be enough yeah you are the draw draw captain i read i mean obviously the tottenham one was a bizarre one but that should have been a draw you, you know, the thing is that is to convert the draws to wins. But as far as draws, I'm I'm confident that you'll get quite a few still to come. But some winnable games. The Villa game, I'd say, looks like a draw. Villa are running out of steam, uh, less motivated because they know they're staying up. Uh, the Fulham Wolves game, you could definitely win. Wolves are not great on the road. They they're okay, but they're not as good as at home is where they obviously and they've always been that team, haven't they? Arsenal away. Um, you could definitely get a draw out of us. You might even beat us. Uh, we're, we are very, very poor at the moment, as you're well aware. Um, and then it goes on from there. But I think, you know, looking at those few games, apart from the Man City game, the next four games are either winnable or draw. And that's amazing for a team that's in the relegation. That shows how much progress you've made. And like you said, Parker should, if you stay up, your Parker should definitely get the manager of the season, right? 
Well, um, people are saying uh, that if we survive, which is still going to be tough, it's going to take some doing, but if we survive, we will be well-placed next season to have quite a comfortable ride. Yeah. Because if we progress, if we manage to keep some of the low knees, mm. then um, who knows? I'm not saying, obviously, we're going to crack into Europe or anything like that, but no. But just mid-table would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just another I mean, Anderson, Anderson has been superb. Mm. Um, he has done so much to shore up that defense. Adarabioyo, Tosin Adarabioyo has been superb as well. He's been fantastic. What a partnership. Mm. I suppose the only danger is now with someone like Anderson, because Tosin, we signed. He's right. a Fulham player. But Anderson is on loan. So can we keep him? Will his performances attract bigger clubs? And will he go there? So mm. that is a, a threat, obviously. But if he goes now and we survive, he would have done a job for us and we'll love him forever. Yeah. Although we'd love, we would love him to stay, obviously. Yeah. No, it's good. And look, and for me, I've, when I look at Fulham and the team and the way they're playing, and you see it, they actually are enjoying their football. There's no one there who is kind of like walking around and kind of half-baked attitude and, and attempts at goal or attempts at passing. Everybody's pushing forward. Everybody's coming back. Everybody is happy to be part of the team. Even people like Ruben Loftus-Cheek, like I said, from Chelsea, and all the rest of them. Um, it's 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 something that Parker has definitely instilled in the team. I hope he wins Manager of the Month this year, by the way. Um, but uh, he, he's he's doing something special at Fulham. And for a man who obviously spent the majority of his career at West Ham, then he's obviously come to you. He's definitely part, and he understands the DNA of Fulham, right? He does. He does. Um, Angisa said in an interview, if Parker says it's possible, you believe it's possible. Wow. So that means that he is getting the message through. He's getting the message across to the players. Mm. And if you saw the way they celebrated the final whistle at Anfield, mm. you would have seen a team that is closely knit. There is togetherness. Mm. They all believe in what they're doing and Everyone is working for the same objective. Even Mitrovic, who's not getting much yeah. playing time, yeah. he embraced Parker at the end of that game. So that shows that the uh, dressing room is in a good state, and that is key to any team doing well. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well, we wish Fulham all the best, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, keep referring back to the situation. But.